Thank you for listening to the New Life Church podcast. If you need any information about our church or if you'd like to give online, please visit us at newlifekingman.com. Everybody needs Jesus, right? And if they don't know him, they need to know him. But many times I prejudge my situation and therefore I do not what I believe, but I do what I figure out that won't happen anyway. It's like when you bring God his tithe and give an offering. Immediately, you sit around and say, you know, God said do it. God's going to bless my life. God's going to meet every need I've got. And yet you'll go home and you'll look at your checkbook or your wife will look in her purse where the bank is kept. And so you try to figure out how's it going to happen. Well, I don't know how it's going to happen, but I know one thing. God can't lie. His word will not pass away. Every promise in the book is yours and mine tonight. And if we'll stand and believe that, no matter what we're going through, God will do a miracle. In our scripture, there's a great verse and a great story that really happened. There were two men cast into the fiery furnace, right? Well, I just want to see if you knew your Bible. That's really good. You get the front seat next week again. Three men cast into the fiery furnace. Now, would anybody else told me that if he hadn't been just asking that question? Well, anyway, they're in there. And you know what? They love God. They followed God. They wanted to do the will of God. But it looked like in the midst of that situation that God was not going to help them because they would not compromise. They were thrown into the fiery furnace. But what we understand and what's glorious to us, that the fire had no power over them, right? And God delivered them, right? And would end up, how many people were in the furnace? And the fourth was as the Son of God. Now, aren't you glad that's in the Word of God? Aren't you glad to be encouraged? And I'm glad to be encouraged to know that even when the furnace comes, that Jesus will be there and he will deliver us no matter what it looks like, how impossible it seems. I am glad that's in the Word of God. But that same God's your God and my God. He's in us. Christ in us. He said he'd come and dwell in us and be with us. That he would never leave us. That he'd always supply every need we have. And so tonight, you and I battle just like anyone else Will it happen? Will God meet my need? Can I stand upon the Word of God? Or will I sit around and rationalize how can it happen or will it happen and we'll be missing what God had for us all the time? You know, I've told stories here, uh, true stories about miracles that God did for us. And they're wonderful miracles, and I'm not going to go into them tonight, but how he gave us food and gave us presents for my kids, boy, when there was none, and did all these miracles. And today it's so exciting to hear that, but it was tough going through it. 
Because I remember my little boy said, Dad, you said Jesus is going to give us a tree, and where is the tree? And so I'm battling it. Remember, I shared it with you. Do I go steal a tree? What do I do? And yet, I had the great testimony of the miracle of what God did for us and for my boy. But I want to tell you, when I was facing it, I was battling in my mind, will it really happen? What would happen if we don't get the tree? He don't get presents. Will he hate God his whole life? Will he say, you lied to me, Dad? But I want to tell you, in spite of what I was going through, God was there and God met the need. I wonder how many times in my life, and maybe yours, we miss what God could do because we really didn't believe. Because the Bible said all things are possible if you believe. That means nothing with God's impossible. That's what the Word of God says. And all through the Scripture, we love these illustrations, these true stories of what God did, and yet many of us, we battle can it happen for us? It's like when the prophet prophesied there'll be no rain or dew until he gives the word. And a great famine came upon the earth, and he had nothing. And the water was gone, and people were dying because of the great famine on the earth. And God speaks to the prophet and says, go to Zarephath. I have a lady there. She's going to meet your needs. Now, that's pretty awesome, isn't it? When all looks so impossible, and yet God said to the man of God, if you go there, she'll supply your needs. And so he heads over there. And I'm sure he's seen her, and she's seen him coming. And I'm sure probably in his heart he's excited. There's a lady that's there. God said she's going to meet my needs. And so he says to the lady, go and make me a cake so that I can eat. And she says to him, but there's just enough meal in the barrel and all in the cruise, and I'm going to make one for me and my boy, and we're going to eat and die. Now, here's the battle. God spoke to him, gave him a word. How many wants God to give you a word? Here it is. And he can give you an audible word as well. But he had a word from God, go over there, and he tells the lady to bake me a cake first, and the first thing she said is, but there's not enough meal or oil to do that, and he looks at her and says this, make me a cake first, and the barrel will not go waste away, and the oil will not dry up, and God will supply. Now, all this seems so impossible, doesn't it? God could have just said to the man of God, look over there, I prepared a lunch for you. Couldn't he have? And there's a big glass of chocolate milk. I like chocolate milk. <laughs> he could have done it, couldn't he? Have? Or couldn't the angels sing and out of heaven, a full course meal could have been right before him because God can do anything, couldn't he? But God understands the principle that he's going to do what he says, but he's going to put us to a place where we're going to have to believe. Because a miracle is not a miracle unless you can't do it. But if you can do it, you don't need a miracle. How many knows that?
But it's when I can't do it, I have no answer. The doctor has no answer. This checkbook does not have an answer. But my God said it, therefore I'm going to believe it. That's when miracles happen. And so the ladies went and she said, that's your word, I'll make you a cake. And we all know how it ended. She, he, she dipped the last bit of meal out of the barrel, poured the last bit of all out of the cruise she had, and made a cake for the man of God, which looked so wrong to do because her and her boy are going to die. They, that's their meal. That's their oil in the cruise. But as God seen the faith of the man of God who spoke and said, make me a cake first, and the barrel will not waste, neither will the cruise run dry. And she says, okay, at your word, I'm going to do that. And she does it. All of a sudden, the miracle power of God begins to move. And all that meal that was dipped out, it seemed that was all of it. God knew how to put meal back in that barrel and put oil back in the cruise. And what faith is tonight is realize he's in us. There's nothing he can't do. And if you'll now stand upon the word of God, and having done all to stand, keep standing on the word of God, there's nothing's going to be impossible because we serve the God that all things are possible with him. But sometimes we forget he's in us, don't we? You know, I could... I could go along. I was watching when Howie was leading worship last Wednesday and start playing that old song. Some of you older folks move like you've never moved before. I thought you was going to throw your psychorelliac out of place. You was moving, getting excited because you knew that song. Isn't that right? This new generation coming along, they got words they say. And when they say they know what they mean. Now, we don't know what it means, but they do. They identify with that, don't they? And so all of us has things we identify with. But what would happen tonight if you and I, forgiven by the blood of Christ, Christ in us, when we face the impossible situations, would not be moved, only be moved by the word of God, that God never forsakes us, never leaves us, never disappoints us, never fails, always hears our cries. He's like the God that spoke to that barrel and there was more in it. He didn't have to go harvest. He spoke and it was. And he spoke to the crews and it was. And he'll speak to our situation and your situation and my situation. And it will be if we'll just believe. I bet I've heard this 50 times if I've heard it once. If I could win the lottery, I'd pay the church off. And that'd be nice if you want it and pay the church off. But we're saying to God, God, if you'll do this, I'll do that. And what we really need to say to God, you said that I believe and this is going to happen. Now don't get excited. Don't get emotional. 
some of you've been watching the playoffs. You get more emotional over a ball that's got a cork middle and leather on the outside, and some guy standing up with pieces of a tree, and another one throwing it at him. And he hits it, and he runs like a little kid around the bases while 40,000 people are screaming. And it all ends. Oh, they might get a title. But you know what you get? You get a nervous breakdown for watching it. You don't get anything out of it. You don't get a raise. You don't get the bonus they get for winning. But I'm talking about something tonight. It's for you. You can have it. It's God's will for your life. I said he wants to give you the miracle you need. He wants to bless you. He wants to heal you. Now, we just, Kathy just announced we're having a miracle service this weekend. And somebody's going to come specifically to minister to this congregation and who's ever here and to pray for needs. If I told you Sunday night at 6 o'clock, the first 10 people who comes is getting $1,000, you would sleep out in front for three days. You would. You'd put a cotton seed to your wife, you sleep here. I want to be first and you'd go home. But but that you would do that. If they were selling chances on a new car and you could buy one for ten dollars and you knew you would win. You would buy it in a minute. You wouldn't think about it. You'd say, "Woo! I'll look good in that new car. But I want to tell you something better. He's in you. You belong to him. There's nothing impossible with him. And all promises are yea and amen to us. And that he will meet your need. He will give you a miracle. And we need to get a hold of this and say, you know what? We're tired of analyzing it and hope it happens or to tell him how he could make it happen. We're just going to know he's going to do it and it's going to happen and we're going to receive the blessings of God. I think one of the saddest stories in the Bible, and yet it's a happy story in its own way, is when Lazarus died. And they had sent to Jesus and said, you'd love him, Lord, and our brother's about to die. Would you come and pray for him? Because they understood a promise and everything they understood that there's nothing too hard for him to do. And they knew if he'd just come, their brother wouldn't die because he's a miracle worker. But he didn't come on time, and Lazarus died. Let me tell you the sad story. He comes to where the... Mary and Martha is, and one of them runs out and said, Lord, if you would have been here, our brother wouldn't have died, and that is true. And she said, but I know your father hears you, and Jesus said, well, your brother's going to rise again. She said, I know in the resurrection last days, our brother will live again. And so then she goes in and gets her sister, and the first thing her sister says to the Lord, if you would have been here, our brother wouldn't have died. Which is all true. But they're missing what's about to happen. 
They're missing what God had provided for them, but they couldn't see it because it didn't work out the way they thought it should. You know, you know, I told you one of my favorite scriptures is not in the Bible. It's for God so loved the world he didn't have a committee. It's not in the Bible. But by committee, they're telling the Lord, these two sisters, if you'd have been here, our brother wouldn't have died. And it's all true, but they're missing it. He's there right in front of them. He is the resurrection life. He is the one that can raise the dead. And so he goes in, and people are wailing and crying, all the friends. And one of them said, could not this man that caused the blind to see and the crippled to walk, could not this man have prevented Lazarus from dying? And everybody agreed he could have. But none of them says, hallelujah, the resurrection's here. Praise God, you're here. He's in that place with a stone, but we'll move it for you. They didn't see it. You know, in the churches today, and in our lives today, so many times we say, could not have God kept that from happening? You ever thought that? Boy. We need to be resurrected a little bit out there. Shout him if you don't mean it. Thank you very much. Because how you'll end up dancing in the aisles if you don't. Uh-oh, now they won't shout. They won't want to see that. But listen, the sad part of that story is they missed it. They missed the opportunity to say, praise God you're here. Resurrection's here. We're not, we're not bound by what's happened, but we're going to be loose by what's going to happen. It's going to happen. And all he said was, take away the stone. And so many times we have stones in our life we need to take away like unbelief. Have it my way. And we miss the opportunity to see what God's going to do. I was encouraged when Kathy took my sermon. Because I felt like maybe I was on the right track tonight. Which she says, God's a blesser and he's going to meet our needs. If you never run the aisles, they'll never call you a fanatic, so you're okay. <laughs> you know, I, I forgive me. You can slow a racehorse down, but it's hard to get the donkey to run. Now, I'm not calling you a racehorse or donkey. I'm just giving you a fact of life. You know, how many can't wait to get to heaven and the joy of heaven? How many can't wait to be there? And the music and stuff. But we can have heaven now. We can have the glory of God now. We can see the power of God now. Because he's not a God of later. He's the God of right now. And that's what Jesus was when he came to that city. He was the God of the now. And they thought he was the God of the past. Because he could have if he hadn't have, but they couldn't see what he did. God has something good for us.
Kathy took this part of my sermon too. Here's Israel. Kathy, Kathy had to mind God. I, I just started to say, Kathy, keep preaching. You're going to preach what I'm preaching. Because she was. I kept looking at her dad and I said, can you spank her? She's taking my sermon. But here's, here's Israel. God's chosen people. Now let me tell you something. We're not Israel, but we are chosen. I said we are chosen. He chose you and me. Before we submerged the womb, he chose us. And he wanted us. And he wants to meet our needs. He's interested in every problem you and I got. I don't want to be like Mary and Martha when he's come and his presence is here. And I would say in my heart, well, you could have did this or you could have prevented this. I want to be, if God would help me say, thank God you're here. And it's about to happen. I said something good's about to happen. He's here right now. We can't go back to Calvary. We can't go back to when he was born. We can't go back when he started his ministry. We can't go back and see him hanging on the cross and the resurrection when he rose from the dead. But I want to tell you what we, we can do is he's a resurrected Jesus. He's all powerful. There's nothing too hard for him. And we, even though we look back and we're thankful, we need to look ahead of what he's here to do tonight, what he wants to do tomorrow, what he wants to do this Sunday, what he wants to do in Kingman, Arizona. He wants to pour out his spirit. He wants to give Holy Ghost revival. He wants sinners to get saved. And you and I can see the glory of God. You know, this is just my opinion. I can't prove this scripturally. But the Bible said Jesus wept. I pray I don't cause him to weep. I pray I don't do something that would disappoint him. Don't you feel that way? I pray that I'm on the edge of what he has for me and you. Can anybody say amen? I pray that he's going to, he said in the last days, he would pour out his spirit on all flesh. I want to get that outpouring. I want to be a part of that group. I don't want to disappoint him. I don't want to be happy just as everything is usual. I want what he has right now. If he wants to pour it out right now, I want it right now. I want to see things happen right now. And God has miracles for us if you and I will just believe. Try me, he says, and prove me. And tonight, if we'll believe, God's got great things. Now, how many of you believe that he has that for us? Raise your hand if you believe it. So Sunday, you're going to bring people, right, to this miracle services? Well, you say that you believe it. We're bringing somebody in that's going to pray for them. We're going to come Sunday. Let's, let's don't have church as usual. I got to be careful what I'm about to say. You come to our church, you get your hands shook 11 times till you get to the door. 
You get it shook seven times and hugged after you come through the door. No, that's true. That's all good. I'm for all that. But uh, that's not enough. We need him. We need him to embrace us. We need to embrace him and experience what he has for us. Because I want to tell you something, just like Kathy's was saying and believing, I tell you, God has something really good if you and I'll just believe. Or, or we can be like some of the people says, I remember the good old days. Well, I remember the good old days too, and they weren't so good. I don't want the good old days. I want right now what God has right now. Say right now. Say it like right now. That's what we want. Right now we want it. We want God to pour out his spirit on us. I said we want it now. We want people getting saved now. Say now. We want to see people delivered now. We want to see people healed this weekend, right now. And more than anything, we want God to just come in this place like he's never been before. We need to be open like we've never been before and experience the glory of God. I want to close with what I almost closed with last week, but I didn't. He's in you. Look at somebody and say, he's in you. Tell him, he wants to bless you. But you got to believe. Say, he wants to give us revival. Come on. But we have to believe. And so all things are possible tonight, folks, if you and I believe. I am going to go back in time. Sing you a little song that's a key. <laughs> I sang it as a boy in church, but I didn't mean it. But we need to mean this. All to Jesus I surrender. All to him I freely give. I will ever love and trust him in his presence daily live. I surrender all, I surrender all, all to Jesus I surrender, I surrender all. Let's stand together, let's lift our hands, and I want you to sing it with me again. I surrender all. I surrender all, all to Jesus. I surrender, I surrender all. Keep your hands up, Lord. We want to surrender to your destiny. We want to surrender to what you have for us tonight. God, we want to see what you prepared for our church and for our lives. And so we surrender, not our way, Lord. We want yours. 
We want you to pour out your spirit afresh on every one of us tonight. And we want to be the people that you want us to be that would turn this city upside down, shake the nations of the world, and we surrender all to you tonight. Just tell him, say, I surrender to you, Lord. Come on, tell him, say, Lord, I want you more than anything. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Listen, something good's about to happen. And I said this before, it might as well be on us. It's going to happen somewhere. Why not here? Why not you and I having the glory of God poured out upon? If we hunger and thirst after righteousness, he'll fill us. Get hungry for God, and he'll fill you. Listen, listen. Let's do everything we can between now and Sunday to bring somebody. Somebody that's not saved, somebody needs a miracle. Let's do that. Is that okay? Let's do what we can and bring them here so God can do what he can and touch their lives. Can you say man? They'll be praying for people up in front after we're done. When we walk out of this church, let's say to God as we go out the front door, when we come back, God, something good's going to happen. God bless you as you go. Thank you for listening to the New Life Kingman podcast. We can't wait to see you next week.